Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, I'm feeling pretty good. How you feeling? Dude, how can you be feeling good right now? Stanley Cup, dude. Sharks playing great. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, We're recording this just a few minutes after the overtime loss in game two. The fourth overtime loss of the playoffs for the Sharks. That's right. Really the only blemish on their Stanley Cup playoff run so far. Their inability to win in overtime. 0-4. You figure the odds might go their way. Right. One of these times, and uh, tonight, Chris Letang with a pretty feed right to Connor Sherry, right in front of the goal. Right. A shot I wish the Sharks could have had a few times in this game, and they lose 2-1, to one, dude, and they're down two games to nothing, headed back home. Dude, not the start we hoped for. Not the start we hoped for, and I don't think this wasn't like the Sharks playing in St. Louis in game one, losing that game and everybody being pretty happy with the way the Sharks played. Certainly, I think the Sharks played fairly well the second and third period somewhat in game one. But again tonight, the Sharks only could put together a few isolated stretches of pressure where the Penguins would basically sort of heave it down the ice and let their speedy forwards catch up to it or they block the shot at the blue line and turn it the other way into a two-on-two or sometimes an odd man rush. And it just seemed like it was over and over and over again. The Sharks didn't really have much of an answer for the Penguins. And I hate you know using just the standard line, but don't have an answer for the speed of the Penguins quite yet. It was like watching the Sharks play all the other teams in the Western Conference run so far. The Sharks had no time. They're pressured constantly. They are resorting to shots basically from the blue line. Mm -hmm. They're resorting to dumping the puck in and trying to chase it every time. Instead of how many times we see them carry the puck in against St. Louis. St. Louis just couldn't stop them. Right. And that happened few and far between tonight. The Kessel line has been a real problem. Uh, Mike Sullivan has done a nice job in terms of making sure they're out there against... Roman Polak and Brendan Dillon, who, you know, Roman Polak tonight struggled. And, you know, he he scored that goal. Right. Uh, Kessel just had to tip it in. I mean, giving him credit is hardly credit for that goal. But, you know, again, the Sharks causing their own demise, just as Paul Martin did in game one by being mesmerized by, oh, look, stick on ice. Right. <laughs> and then... The puck's right past him. Right. That's the game one loser. And the game two loser is Polak fanning on a clear. To be honest, actually, I, I'd put that more on Brendan Dillon. He fanned on the clear. It went across the ice. Polak regained the possession. He had it on his stick. He was standing in the circle. And then he got his pocket pick from behind. And that's what led to the pass across and then the shot in the tap in by Kessel. If any, Sure, was Polak's mistake good? No. 
it wasn't good, but the Sharks could have easily gotten out of it if if Dylan decided to try and clear the zone on his first touch. Instead, he was playing around with the puck. He got picked from behind. His stick lifted. Puck taken away from behind. He looked stupid, and then it was a crazy, you know, no coverage left, and, and that's what happened is open man and then another open man to Kessel who tapped it in, who didn't even really need to tap it in. Buck was going in the net anyway. So all in all, you're right. The third pairing definitely did not have one of their better games tonight, and the Sharks were sort of barely hanging on. If anything, it was kind of amazing that the Sharks even managed to keep it tied going into overtime. They were pretty thoroughly dominated throughout a significant part of the game. Well, that's thanks to Martin Jones. You know, Martin Jones has been the Sharks' best player. It's not even close in the first two games. I mean, Martin Jones has made some amazing saves. He's had a lot of poise. I mean, this game especially could have been a lot worse uh, than it was. Uh, And thanks to Martin Jones playing great in net. And this is what we've been clamoring for, right? A goalie who could come in and steal a series. If the Sharks could have provided any sort of consistent pressure or challenged Murray really at all, Mm -hmm. uh, this could have gone the other way. Yeah. I mean, I think if we're looking to take any any solace, right, in in how these first two games have gone, as disappointed as we've been in how the Sharks have played, they could have won both these games. Yeah. They could have won both these games. Like they they got outplayed in both games. In both games. Yeah. And they still could have won both games. So it's not like they've been out of it. It's been there, right? And at the end of the third period, after the Sharks scored, you saw all of a sudden for the last like three, four minutes, there's the Sharks. Like there they are. Right. Dominating play, uh, causing the Penguins to to turn the puck over. All the play was in the other end. And you're like, okay, well, wakey, wakey. Welcome to the party. Right. Uh, A nice adjustment by Pete DeBoer to put Joel Ward on the Donskoy Couture line, that breathes some some life into that line. Yeah, uh, that Marlowe wasn't able to provide tonight, and they were out there for some of the best moments. the The Thornton Pavelski line, Brent Burns, they haven't really done anything. anything. Yeah, and you know, I don't know if that's credit to Pittsburgh for shutting them down, or you know. Where are you guys? Mm-hmm. You know, like what what's happening? We seem to see them constantly defending, and they're playing well defensively. Right, those players, but they haven't had great opportunities on the other end, dude. And we know the Sharks have been carried by their stars yeah. on this playoff run, and the stars have not been visible yet. Right. If anything, the the Tierney line seem to have some of the best looks of the night. Of course, there was about. I think the Sharks had four posts of the night. I mean, I, you know, you can't chalk it up to this because the Sharks have been thoroughly outplayed by the Penguins in both games so far. But they did get some pretty awful luck. Just things haven't been going their way. I mean, the Penguins hit a post or two tonight. I think the Sharks hit four or five. It was just, you know, it seems like the gods are against them a little bit. But the Sharks need to start making their own luck, and they haven't been able to do that yet. And it's it's getting. It's getting pretty disappointing. Is there anything specific? Like, is there like a, you know, obviously, since we are at least as adept at coaching this team as Peter DeBoer is, ha. Uh, <laughs> is there anything that we, that we could tell the Sharks to do differently 
that they're not doing and not just play better because of course we want them to play better but is there one thing you can think of dude well, they need to attempt to try and dictate the pace of the game. I mean, they they have they're not maintaining any possession. Right. They are completely at Pittsburgh's whim. I mm-hmm. mean, we haven't seen them be dominated on back-to-back games really, right. except for maybe in the Nashville series when they went to Nashville, those games in Nashville weren't pretty. Even though the game 4 was another overtime loss, Game three was ugly. That yeah, was yeah. not good. Not good at all. Um, the Sharks have laid some steamers on this playoff run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if either of these games you would equate to the home loss against St. Louis or the game three loss to to Nashville, but they've been frustrating in a different way because I think for the first time you're really looking at the other side and you're going, gosh, are they better than us? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that that we've underestimated how good their young players are. Rust, right. Sherry, mm-hmm. uh knuckle whatever that guy's name is. Car knuckle. <laughs> I mean, these Carbuncle. guys, all three of those guys, I notice those guys all the time. Yeah. I mean, those guys and Benino, are and Benino too. Benino, you know, when I kept waiting from tonight Farmer Shark, Nick Benino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the uh, sharks didn't have teal as their original color, but then they were the best-selling garment of the season. Is Mike Emmerich getting on your nerves? Yes, this year, dude, dude. They're bugging me. <laughs> They're bugging me. They say some really dumb stuff, but um, that is the least of our issues, dude. I mean, what are you identifying? Is there anything that you're looking to for game three in terms of what the Sharks can do. I mean, Matt Nieto inserted in the lineup tonight. He did not do a damn thing. Right. I didn't um, I didn't notice him once. You know, do you stick with the same lineup? Do you move some more lines around? We haven't seen the Sharks really respond in that way yet. Mm-hmm. Is it time for that? Um, That's a tough call. I, I you know, Zubris maybe wasn't the right guy to release. Maybe, maybe you uh, leave Nieto in the lineup, but you you put Spalling on the on the pine and you bring in Zubris. I don't know. Uh, you know, it certainly didn't seem like a personnel problem to me. It certainly seemed like it didn't change anything. Yeah, it didn't seem to change anything. If there's only one like tactical point, I I may want to see the Sharks do is. You know, Brent Burns has traditionally been so good at getting pucks through to the net, and it seems like every shot is getting blocked. If not from Burns, from Pollock or Dylan or Vlasic or basically anybody taking. I don't a think shot Brent Burns. I I didn't. I don't remember him taking really any shots, dude. I know there was at least one I remember now, but yeah. he has not been dangerous or a factor offensively in these two games. But we've seen a lot of rushes the other way because the D is taking shots and it's getting blocked high. Yes. Yes. Not getting blocked in front of the goalie, getting blocked at the top of the circle. You have to get it through. You have to get it through. So what I would want the Sharks to do is to shoot from the point less and, and, to, and to release Pavelski or somebody into the high slot and look for that high tip. Well, I, I don't it, want that... I don't want the shot directly towards the goalie that it seems like Pittsburgh is stacking two and three deep in order to block that shot. I want to see a shot off the net that Pavelski or somebody else can tip on net. That's exactly how the Penguins won this game. I mean, Latang wound up for the slap shot from the point and then slipped it to Connor Sherry. Mm-hmm. And he buried it. Right. And the Sharks haven't been able to do that, whether it's because the lane is packed 
or uh, they're getting the shot blocked, or they just haven't even attempted it. But they need to make some adjustments. They need to make some adjustments. And, uh, you know, you hope that them coming home, they've been so good at home in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And the Sharks have also responded to adversity extremely well. And this is as bad of a situation as they've had mm-hmm. this entire playoff run. Yep. They haven't been down by two games in a series. Right. And we know what the stats say, yada, yada, yada. Right. You win the right. first two games and, you know, teams win, you know, 2.5 pi percent of the time. Right, dude? <laughs> I don't care about that. So you're saying I, 9%? <laughs> you! Dude, I mean, we we have seen firsthand a team be able to come back from a 3 nothing hole and win a series. I just watched the Golden State Warriors come back from a 3-1 hole mm-hmm. and spank Oklahoma City like, you know, mm. daddy's home. All right? <laughs> so it's not impossible. No. It is not impossible, and I'm going into game three trying to be positive. Yeah. If they can win that game, you know, then – the momentum carries over to San Jose's side. Right. Because then Pittsburgh starts to tighten up a little bit. And Pittsburgh hasn't been great about closing out series. You know, they struggled to close out Tampa Bay. Yeah. So the the opportunity's there to get the game in game three. How will the Sharks respond? It's a good question. And and the a slight uh, glimmer of hope is, at least to me, the Penguins look palpably slower in overtime. Like, the Penguins came out, the Sharks went, they sort of jousted a little bit at the beginning of overtime, and I thought, wow, if this is the matchup we're going to see in terms of, you know, speed for speed and this kind of ability versus ability, I don't really mind the Sharks' position here. Of course, then the Penguins probably scored, so I don't know how much that counts. But maybe they can get tired. They've had some long series, right? They had a seven-game series against Washington. They had a seven-game series against Tampa. If they can slow down a little bit, I don't know if I'd really count on it, but if they could... Uh, it might it might let the Sharks back in because they've had a couple shorter series than the Penguins have. I mean, I, you don't necessarily want to hope, you know, lay your hopes on the other team sagging, but right now the Penguins don't seem to have a whole lot of weaknesses here. Well, I, I keep waiting for the Sharks forwards to exploit what I think is a perceived weakness, which is the Penguins' defense. Like, I'm not afraid of the group that they have thrown out there. Chris Letang is a good defenseman, but is he a good defensive defenseman? Not really. Yeah. I mean, he's good. He's good, but he's but he's not Vlasic. Vlasic, right? He's not Dowdy. He's not Shea Weber. He's not Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. You know, we've played better defensive cores in the other three series, and the Sharks are really struggling with this one. I don't know if it's the mobility of this defensive core. Maybe they're the most mobile one that we've seen. Mm-hmm. You've got Schultz. You've got Ian Cole. You've got Duminen, right? You've got Olimata. I mean, those aren't guys that you're afraid of. Right. When I say those names, Ben Lovejoy. You, ben Lovejoy, you go, okay. Like, I mean, yeah. like that sounds like a bunch of number fours. Right. Like a bunch of number. You got Schultz, who wasn't even playing. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't even playing In until Edmonton. Trevor until Trevor Daly went out. He wasn't even playing for the Penguins. Right. Right. And now all of a sudden, he is making plays. Right. The Sharks have to exploit that defensively. Pittsburgh. On paper, yeah, is not that good. And you They're, smile when you say that. I know because they've they've been very good so far. Very good. But but I I just I refuse to accept that the Sharks can't score on this team. 
Like they can't score. The other teams have had no problem scoring on this team. Pittsburgh hasn't won by winning games one nothing. Mm-hmm. That's not how they are going to win games, and that's right. how they've been beating us, really. And when we talked about the matchup, you know, before they started this series, it was sort of seemed like could the Sharks, uh, you know, exploit the the Penguins' defense, or would the Penguins' star power overwhelm? The Sharks, and it seems to be the latter, at least so far. Can the Sharks turn the tables? That's going to be the question of Game Three. Because if they lose Game Three, it's basically over at this point. But you know, I I I would hate to see that happen. I think the Sharks have, like you said, they've rebounded big time at home. I think the tank will buoy them. I mean, people, you look at you know, in terms of the the cultural event that is the Stanley Cup Finals here. I think the people in San Jose are making this a much bigger deal than the people in Pittsburgh are. Not that it's not a big deal. Of course, everyone in Pittsburgh is happy for this, but what they've seen two other cup finals in the last 10 years or so, right? They were in the cup finals in 08 and 09. And of course they were the, the heyday uh, Mario Yager days. So this isn't exactly like unheard of. This isn't like the one time in a generation kind of event, but it is a one time in a generation event here. And so, I mean, I, I don't even know what to expect in terms of, craziness in the tank come Saturday and that could really give the guys a little bit of an extra boost I hope I hope because they certainly seem tight in game one they didn't seem so tight tonight but I think they're, they're they got to play like they got nothing to lose here in game three because if if that game is lost then I, I don't see how the Sharks could ever possibly come back I mean it just just doesn't happen it's it's how Pittsburgh has split up their stars Right. Which which line do you want to let Dylan and Polak face? Crosby, Malkin, or Kessel? Right. Pick, pick right. one. I mean, pick. Yeah. You know, and and that's that's a brutal choice right. to have to make. And you know, Mike Sullivan has elected to you know have them go after the Kessel line, going after Polak. It's worked. You know. See, it, I'd 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 switch to um to Malkin. I'd put Vlasic back on uh, Crosby, keep that lineup, but I'd put uh, Burns and, and, and Martin against the RBK line because, you know, I, I mean, Malkin obviously is a special player, but I don't think, I think that speed is really just killing Dylan and Polak right now. That's, that's the thing that really worries me. So anyway, we'll, we'll see what other, uh, what other adjustments are made. I mean, is it, is this just going to be an attitude adjustment, dude, or do you expect a lineup change in game three? No, I don't think there's going to be a lineup change. I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I expect to see Joel Ward stay on that second line. I mean, we've seen that switch happen uh, a few times. You know, I think that that line seemed to have a lot of chemistry, so I'm sure that they'll leave that at. They're not going to pull Dylan or Polak for Dylan DeMello or something like (laughs) that, right? Yeah. You're not going to see... you know, Brian Lurg make his uh, <laughs> Stanley Cup debut. We're not going to see any stuff like that. I think they'll probably stick with Nieto, and I get it. I mean, the speed, the the, the part of the speed, and, and, you know, the game might be too fast for Zubris in mm-hmm. this series. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I don't fault Tabor for any of those things, and, you know, I think they're going to have to look at the tape and come up with a game plan. How are we going to dictate the play how can we play our way? Right. It's a tough call. It's tough. This is this is a. You throwing in the towel? No, of course I'm not. Are you throwing in the towel, it, dude? No, no series is over until a game loses at home. A, a, a team loses at home. That's right. And and nobody's lost at home yet. So 
This series goes on. The Sharks were up 2 nothing. They went to Nashville. Ah, Nash- Nashville came back. We felt horrible. Yeah. We so did. We, we, we felt horrible in every series. <laughs> yeah, we have. We felt horrible. So now it's just, this is normal. It's we just coming feel, a little earlier. Yeah, we feel horrible. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, uh, after game four, we'll feel great again. We'll yeah. be like, okay, well, you know, we've won the last two games. We're going back to Pittsburgh with all the momentum. We're in a good spot. Right. We just got to win one. Now, just win one there. So, Sharks need to take care of business at home. Gosh, the fans are going to be explosive. It's going to be a great night at the tank. Dude, I know you will be there for all the games. I will be there for game four. Dude, <sighs> bring the money, dude. Bring it. Yeah. Or maybe should just you know what actually thought about selling your ticket? Yeah, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't need to see the Sharks in the Stanley Cup finals. I've only been following this team that? the whole time. Sure. I mean like you could you could make some money, dude. I was uh you know, thinking I thought there I think there was like a Disney marathon Saturday on on uh Nick Jr. Uh, I was planning on watching that instead. Well, it'll be on at my house. Oh really? Sure. Can I come over and watch that? Because I don't really need to see the game, I'll just TV that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll get to it on Sunday. You can you can watch 101 and a half Dalmatians. That's my favorite one. <laughs> What's a half Dalmatian? Is it like guts and blood coming out of a half Dalmatian? Dude. It's gross. I saw um, that Ryan Gosling, uh, Russell Crowe movie today. Yeah, yeah. The, I think it's called The Nice Guys. Okay. It's pretty funny. Is it good? Yeah. I'm glad we're talking about this because the sharks are kind of depressing. <laughs> well, let's end on an up note. Dude. Yeah. It's Did funny. See, Did you see Deadpool? No. That is funny. Yeah? That is a funny movie. All right. Maybe I'll... Uh, I'm on vacation. Because I think, you know, I mean, if if things will go well on Saturday, I might have to come home and watch Deadpool <laughs> again, because that's that's good times. But uh, no, I, I have conf- not. I said confidence before. I have optimism in our boys. I know they can make adjustments. I know they can come back. They faced some tough competition before. They can do it again. You want... Yeah, Their I've, first trip to the finals so badly to be yeah, a successful one. Yeah. It would be such so freaking You've come close. this far. I know. You know, you don't want to get pantsed. Yeah. I mean, because we talked about getting all the ghosts out. Yeah. If they get swept, the yeah. ghosts are back. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're back. Yeah. I mean, they, they'll, they'll <laughs> Let's just... Let's not even talk about that. You know, that they it's not going to happen. The Sharks are going to respond. They're going to win game three, dude, and then it's on. It's freaking on. Yep. If they win game three, anything's possible, dude. Anything's possible, dude. All right. I'm ready. Saturday can't come soon enough. All right, dude. Let's uh, let's bring the pain. Bring the pain. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.